0: John with Ubaldi Reports, and I know we've been talking for a little bit, but with me as always as my good friend and co-host, Joe Bitz, former retired Marine combat vet for being wounded in Iraq because he stepped on something he shouldn't have stepped on. And in the studio with us is our editor-in-chief, Jimmy Murray, who is a great guy, and trying to, we're trying to fix this so we can do a better podcast for you all. Meet Big Bad Jimmy.
1: It's a pleasure to meet you guys. I've enjoyed uh, editing the podcast thus far, and I enjoy really enhancing the capabilities of the show. We have great things coming in 2022.
0: Exactly. and This is all going to come in because we got the midterm elections and we want to have some great coverage for that. So we're going to be doing, obviously we do live stream, but we want to be able to do in more interaction with our listeners where you can call in and ask questions and we'll try to answer them to the best of our abilities. At least we go from there. So we were
1: talking earlier today, as we always do, about – well, it was I, – I, my question was inflation. What is inflation? Because, I mean, I always hear this word, inflation, and the way they're kind of putting a spin on it is like high inflation, bad, low inflation, good, kind of thing like that. And how did you explain it to me?
0: Well, okay, before we get into this, I just want to answer – before uh, it goes away, I want to make sure we get this. And then I'll get back and answer that question. We have a, a list of someone who typed in, and they, they heard that there are more COVID deaths this year than there were last year. I just can't read the tagline because it's very small. But they said the question you write, and it's not that you've heard, it's fact. There are more COVID deaths this year than there are last year. And I think there were like 300,000 COVID deaths last year. Now we're up to, I think, 400,000 this year. And it's interesting. President Biden said he wouldn't do vaccine mandates because he said he doesn't have the constitutional authority to do that. He did it anyway. A federal court in Louisiana stepped in and said, you don't have the authority. Other courts have said the same thing. So, and then he wasn't, he criticized Donald Trump for, um, doing a um, travel ban especially from those coming in from China and Europe and he called it xenophobic he called it racist and now he's doing the exact same thing with from south um, countries from South Africa or the South Southern Africa nations. so i hope that answers your question but going back to what joe said is what causes inflation is there's more money from the federal reserve out there in the mar- throughout the economy meaning We have very low interest rates, historically low for such a long time, Mm -hmm. and basically you have pent-up demand but chasing few goods, and that raises the price because everything costs more to produce, and that causes inflation.
1: And we have fewer goods because of the supply chain disruption, correct?
0: there's two things. I mean, Joe Biden gets beat up on this. I mean, partly he's not responsible on this. When they shut down the economy, they also shut down all the production facilities. Then when we started to reopen, they had to reopen the production facility as well. But then they had to go through all the mandates, wear masks, vaccines, and all that stuff. That caused some of it. But the other issue with Joe Biden's administration where he gets faulted in, starting with his stimulus check that came out in the late winter of this year, gave people more money, but it was all borrowed money and it didn't solve the the crux of the of inflation. Then they overregulated business. They put a lot of, like like an example with the energy sector.
1: Mm-hmm. First
0: thing he did was cancel the Keystone XL pipeline. Yeah. Then he canceled other pipelines. Then he refused to start new pipelines. Then he put regulation, one of the biggest things they did, which doesn't get a lot of play, is they forced the energy company, I mean excuse me, they they forced the financial companies not to loan money to the energy sector. So it's very tough to get new leases and to drill in certain areas because it's very expensive. So now you have higher demand but low supply. And what Joe, the president's doing in his administration is asking OPEC and Russia, the caucuses with them, to increase their energy production to drive down fuel costs. Yeah. And those countries said, sorry, we're not doing it. So when he tapped into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, all that did is provide extra fuel for for three days. And then what OPEC did is drop their production capabilities to keep the prices up. So every time he does something, they're going to drop their production. They want higher prices. Instead of saying to America, why don't we produce our own energy, which we have a plethora of it, of it.
1: Yeah, and you would think that would be something they would do. But also, wasn't there like 18 – okay, 18 million barrels was out there, but wasn't half going to China for some reason? No, no,
0: 18 – the Secretary of Energy was asked last week roughly how many millions of barrels of oil a day does the U.S. consume. And she didn't have an answer, which is kind of strange. You're the energy secretary. and You don't know a basic question, especially when you're going to be asked questions about – tapping into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So all she did, or they, the administration did, is pull 50 million barrels of oil out into the open market. Mm-hmm. But all that does is help out for three days, and then we're right back at it again. And it's even worse because with OPEC dropping production capabilities, prices just went up. And I think to this morning before I went into work, oil prices went up about three percentage points. Okay. So you're going to see this go on throughout the winter. As if, And if it's a cold winter, those in the Northeast, those in the Midwest, those who rely on heating oil are going to pay a much higher price. And all utilities costs are going to go up. So a lot more going on
1: in the news with oil trade. Um, what's the administration currently like doing right now?
0: Well, their big focus is two things. One is they're trying to pass the Build Back Better Agenda last week or two weeks ago, they just passed and signed the um, the House voted the the Senate had already had voted on it their infrastructure bill and the president signed it. Mm -hmm. Now they're focusing on the Build Back Better. This is like two points something trillion dollars. A lot of um, fact, I mean, think tanks like one is the Committee for Responsive Federal Budget believes it's up to about three million to four trillion dollars. And the CBO came out and scored it that it's going to raise the debt about almost $400 billion Mm -hmm. over the course of a 10-year plan. But the CBO doesn't calculate a couple things because they only calculate what's in front of them. If they raise all the taxes, they say they're going to pay for this. What does business do? They're making the the logical assumption businesses will just pay it. Yeah, But businesses – doesn't act in a logical manner. If their costs go up, they're going to find ways to shift around. Maybe they'll stop hiring. They'll move their operations overseas. But how does that impact a small business where 60% of all Americans work? Small businesses can't move their business overseas. So that means a lot of small businesses will close. Then the other assumptions is all these new federal entitlement programs will be sunsetted out, let's say, after a year on some or three years on others. But that never happens. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the family tax credit or child tax credit, that will be there, let's say, for three years or even a year. Well, when a year comes, is anybody going to be willing to cut back or end that program? No. You're, so you're, it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. So they need to factor that in, and that wasn't factored in. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a lot of that going on out there. So a big thing that we always like to talk about is media and stuff like that. And then so someone was actually called to the carpet today when it came to that, weren't they?
0: That was Chris Cuomo. He's the brother. He's the younger brother of Andrew Cuomo, the former governor of New York, who was resigned because of sexual assault or sexual harassment allegations. And Chris Cuomo has a, a show. He's one of the top ranked hosts on for CNN. Mm-hmm. And during the pandemic, he was interviewing his brother, saying how great his brother was, and doing it for you know, have his handling of the um, the coronavirus. Then we found out later that his brother put these COVID patients back into nursing homes, and they had a higher, a much higher death rate. Yeah, so. Then when all the sexual assault and sexual harassment allegations surfaced, Chris Cuomo helped his brother out. Now, he said he shouldn't have done that, but then it was related that he went to other news sources to find out who were the victims to get more insight of what was going on. That's what he didn't say to CNN or anybody else. But in reality, CNN violated some of the most basic of journalistic standards and if you go by the Society of Professional Journalists they have an ethics code in paragraph 4 it talks about be impartial now if it's your brother can you really be impartial if it's your brother now everybody realizes brothers help brothers so what Chris Cuomo should have done is resigned temporarily at least and take or take a leave of absence to go help his brother but he did it as a journalist mm-hmm. And he just broke every journalistic standard. Then he lied about he had no involvement when he had a major involvement. And this report came out by the attorney general of New York state and who just happens to be a Democrat. So you can't say this is a partisan witch hunt.
1: Okay, so I was going to kind of bring uh, up that because I did notice something. And it, it started with the Trump administration where they were going after him so hard when going it, after who? Trump. Yes. So when Trump comes in and they're going after him, but it was seemed like it was the Democrats and liberals that were kind of getting snagged up in, in this mess. So it seems like, in a sense, they were eating their own.
0: Well, they are because throughout this period, for some reason during the Trump era, they went after Trump on everything. And CNN was one of the leading proponents of going after Trump. Mm -hmm. And if you look back, everything they reported on was wrong. Like just last summer, remember the story about American Marines were targeted by the Taliban because Russia paid bounties? Yeah. That was false. There was no evidence to support that. And even if you go back to last year when they talk about the Lafayette Park How they were, uh, protesters were pepper sprayed, so Donald Trump could be, could take a photo op. Yeah, that was proven false, and that was by the IG of the Interior Department, reported that didn't happen. So, then you it just seems like there's one like the Nick Sandman or even just the Kyle Rittenhouse, all the scandals that were come up they jumped on, or even the Jesse Smollett. Which is going—he's going through a trial right now, or allegedly before his false accusations and a lot of things he he did. And the media jumped on everything, and their stories were false.
1: Yeah, and it just seems like who's bringing these people to task? Is it is it kind of like the scenario where you give them enough rope to hang themselves, or is there actually more conservative people going after? It's, the, the liberals to kind of make, show them that they're tripping up.
0: It's not that the, um, the conservatives are going after them. Ted Koppel, who used to do ABC um, Night, uh, Nightline, I think it was called. I think it was in 2018, 2019. He told the CNN president, what are you going to do when Donald Trump is no longer in office? Mm-hmm. And they laughed it off. Oh, yeah, the people will still come to us. The ratings are plummeting. Yeah, and this is further going to degrade CNN. So the way they get held accountable is not the way I want them to be held accountable. But the way they are being held accountable is they're losing membership, the viewership. And I have a friend who was on this show a long time ago, Scott McDonald. He follows media trends as a demographer, and they're these sponsors are going to read are in the process of renegotiating contracts. Because they're not getting the viewership they were promised. So that means all these high priced hosts, maybe not going to be able to, it's, the, the uh, CNN's not going to be able to afford them. And that goes to MSNBC and all these other ones. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes to the media sources. They don't trust them anymore.
1: Yeah. And that's just, that's just it. You were saying how their credibility is, or is it all news, or is it just CNN that's, you know, no, most
0: of the news. Is slanted one way. Now there's a few affiliates like Fox News. You got the Washington Examiner, New York Post. They tend to be seen lean center um, center right. Mm-hmm. But even the New York Post during the campaign, we all remember, they posted an article about Hunter Biden. And all the news organizations and the tech companies squashed it. They called it Russian disinformation. And then months later, they found out it wasn't Russian disinformation, and they refused to cover it. And I don't understand why they're not covering the story when Hunter Biden allegedly helped China secure a cobalt mine in the Congo. Cobalt is used as one of the rare earth minerals to build batteries for electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. Why isn't that a story?
1: Well, because I think it's one of those. Like I said, it, it, they're doing like a th- like a three degrees of separation so that they're not involved in it. But so I was talking to my brother today, and he kind of made a good thing that we can kind of tie in COVID or the vaccines because not everybody's like one hundred percent on these vaccines. They're still iffy about some things, and what he was uh, explaining was that you never see a tesla commercial and for for the reason why you never see a tesla commercial they pretty much sell themselves but it allows other people to kind of just i mean criticize the tesla as much as 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 they want and the reason why is because tesla's not spending any money to certain networks to promote their product. Right. Because if you were to talk down or discourage people from purchasing a product that was sponsoring your network, you're kind of, you're, you're, no. you're just kind of committing like, you know, suicide by, you know, your company, you know, by your company because you're disparaging the, the very company that is paying for your advertising.
0: Now, the other thing that's interesting, and I don't know if it goes into, how they market a Tesla? Teslas are very expensive. Now, in the Build Back Better plan, they would give you a tax rebate uh, or tax break of seventy five hundred dollars if you buy a Tesla, or excuse me, buy an electric vehicle. Well, who has forty plus thousand dollars to buy a, t- a Tesla or an electric vehicle? Most people don't. So, if you're an advert, if you're a company. You're going to advertise to those who are more adept to buy your product. Most people, like if you advertise on in a football game, those are just blue-collar, average workers. They don't have the money to spend forty, forty-five thousand dollars on an electric vehicle. So I don't know if that plays into it.
1: Well, you know, it it does, but also, so kind of pivoting over to like the vaccine. So you're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Jimmy vaccinated. I even think he got his booster. I did. I didn't know he was 65 and he rated that, but still, he got his booster.
0: Well, that's good for Jimmy.
1: <laughs> and I'm not really I wouldn't say I'm for, but I'm not against the vac- not getting the vaccination, but
0: I want people to make their own decision. Well, but see, I I got vaccinated. I did it. I'll just get vaccinated. That's up to you as a personal choice. Now it's interesting Going back to this original um, person who t- typed in why there have been uh, more COVID deaths this year than there were last year. Like, Think about it. This year we had the vaccinations. Last year we didn't. Why are there more deaths this year than there were last year? That's something we have to look into a little bit more deeply. But, I mean, if you want to get the booster, get it. But I just see the inconsistency. You see, like, okay, the last couple days. Joe President Biden talks about get vaccinated. That's the way to stop this pandemic. Yeah. Wear your mask, whether inside or outside. But then he's at Nantucket and he's in a he's in a a store that clearly says you must wear a mask inside the store. And he doesn't have his mask. He's coughing into his hands. And he's talking to people.
1: And you think the one person that would want to kind of abide by that is one of the oldest presidents that we have at this time? And
0: then the other side of the coin is he's telling Americans to vaccinate. But we had, as of October, 1.7 million illegal migrants cross the border. They're not vaccinating. They're not testing them. And they take them on plane, you know, flights in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and they transport them to all corners of the United States. So if you believe in that, you want all citizens, anybody that comes into the United States must vaccinate, except for those coming in from south of the border. That makes no sense.
1: Well, it, nothing's been making sense as of late when it comes to, it's like we're in like a episode of the Twilight Zone or political Twilight Zone, maybe. I,
0: it's just, but the I got it President Trump was very bombastic. He was over the top. He's always yelling at somebody. And I think people wanted normalcy back again, so they voted for Joe Biden. Yeah. And President Biden thought he had this mandate. The only mandate he had, he wasn't Donald Trump. Yeah. And the Democrats think they have this mandate, so they're pushing this progressive agenda knowing – that they'll probably get clobbered at the poll at the polls next November,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they figure they get it through now, and once it's in, it's almost next to impossible to get rid of. Is 2022 looking hopeful? For?
1: Us? <laughs> like well, Americans, app, Americans in general.
0: Right now, if you go back, if you go look at the Virginia race where Glenn Youngkin won, and you look at the New Jersey governorship, Glenn Youngkin won in Virginia, where that state went ten points for Donald. I mean, for Joe Biden a year ago. Glenn Youngkin took that uh, governorship. They won. The Republicans won at the lieutenant governorship. The attorney general. You have a. It's kind of ironic. You have a diverse ticket. You have Glenn Youngkin White. You have the attorney, the lieutenant governor's Black from New Jamaica, and then you have a Cuban American as the attorney general. Then in the state of New Jersey, Shirelli, and I can't think of his first, I think it's Pat Shirelli. I can't think of his first, or Jack Shirelli. He barely lost that race, and that state won 16 points for Joe Biden. So if the election were held today, the Democrats would get just stopped. Now, elections aren't held when you want them to be held. Held, So we'll have to see what happens next November. But if things keep going the way it's going, the Democrats are looking for a tsunami of an election blowout.
1: So and we are live. So if you want to uh, zoom into the show, there is a link in the description and or uh, comment section. And we'd like to hear from you. We know we got a couple people watching and listening. So just look out for that Zoom link. And I'm just waiting, and I'll get you going on, and we can have a conversation. So the the this omicron,
0: I, I always this name is escaping, but go on.
1: I, I think it's like like Optimus Prime, but then I kind of go with like omicron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: Omicron Megatron, he's like the next Transformer, and this new one coming up, omicron. So omicron was been they're kind of they're really hyping it up and kind of like scaring people with it but it's probably the less of the variants
0: yes cuz the south african medical officials have stated and they were pretty transparent they let the world know and definitely the world health organization that no one's died people have they get sick but they're not they're mild symptoms
1: so you're talking about like a can of spray and some chicken soup and we're all good to go right
0: I just think what people need to realize, we're going to be dealing with the elements and variants of the coronavirus. I think we need to... It's endemic, right? Yeah. But I just think we need to focus on this. It's going to be with us for a while. Yeah. We already know who's vulnerable. If you've got pre-existing conditions, mm-hmm. if you've got health issues, if you're over 65 with respiratory issues or other s- symptoms yeah. like that then you are more susceptible to getting this disease.
1: Okay, but I can kind of – okay, yes, but, I mean, I have parents. I think they're – I really don't know how old they are. I think they are over the current age of 65. You know, that's scary. They have had a hard – That's scary.
0: You don't know the age of your They're
1: forever young to me, John. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What are
0: you, putts? (laughs) (laughs) But –
1: they kind of had like the comorbidities, and they also got COVID, and they, yeah. and they and they 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 made it out striding,
0: you know, probably. But that doesn't mean just because you're healthy, you're not going to get COVID. My brother had COVID; he's healthy as a horse.
1: Well, but they, I mean, I'm just saying they kind of fall into that category where they it might be troublesome for them. And we're not talking about this maybe like it's probably not Delta. This is probably like. Yeah, Bravo or Alpha or whatever variant there is. There's just like, there's like, you know, we're, we're going down the whole Greek alphabet here.
0: Well, if you go by the Greek alphabet, the next, the variant shouldn't have been called what it is. It was supposed to be XI. It's,
1: it's something new. It's be <laughs> a new virus, but they thought people would be confused like, yeah, it's a new virus. and I thought they were
0: going to an Abbott and Costello routine,
1: uh, and
0: then it was going to be Xi but, or She. But but, but 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 from the World Health Organization, President Xi is the president of China, and the World Health Organization is fully tainted by Chinese influence.
1: So, so, the next one, we or the next one we got coming up is Pi. So that one, that one's going to be a long one, isn't it? It's going to be
0: irrational. <laughs> But I mean, it's just something we're going to have to deal with, and to do. And I think the big fear is: are they going to go back to lockdowns? Are they going to go back to mandates? I'm not a big fan. Well, of force. New York just
1: shut down. Shut down again. Well, I, what, I I guarantee there's never there's not going to be a New well, Year's no, celebration. They, this
0: what year. they shut down was in the hospital settings. They shut down elective surgery. Well, a lot of operations I wouldn't consider elective surgery. But they consider that elective surgery, so they're pushing these things off.
1: They were talking about going on lockdown again.
0: Yeah, and if they do that, you're going to kill small business again. They'll never recover. Never recover.
1: But, you know what, I think DeSantis should kind of pull a move where what he did with, like, the police force and the first responders and stuff like that. They're like, hey, if you're going to get fired, come on down here. OK, just by New York making the moves they are, Florida is going to be a safer area to go to when it comes to like e- EMS, fire and, and police. Well, I now, mean, why, why doesn't he just say, hey, businesses, come on down here, buddy. We'll hook you up.
0: Well, a lot of businesses are. And I think Lakeland, for our listeners across the country, is a city in between, what do you call it, Orlando and Tampa, a lot of New York and a lot of out of state law enforcement I've restaffed the Lakeland Police Department with experienced law enforcement officials.
1: Yeah. So. So I really think that, you know, but it seems like New York is going to go back. It's close to New York going back onto a shutdown. If and, they do that. And by that happening, I mean, it's going to be, what, year two without a New Year celebration?
0: Yeah, but if they go back to a shutdown again, one of the other problems they're having is the financial institutions – are talking about um, they want their, their employees to come back. Mm-hmm. Well, their employees are like, I'm not riding the subway to get attacked, stabbed, shot, or killed or harassed. Yeah, So they're looking, and I was talking to individuals, they're looking at South Florida. Move. There's no reason you have to be in New York, but they're looking at moving to Miami area, setting up shop there. So that's going to – and New York isn't doing all that well. They've got high crime – no, they got very progressive prosecutors aren't proud. They got bail reform that came out of the state. Yeah. with no cash bail. And they're letting these criminals get out. So I don't see how they. I look at California. They're doing that same thing.
1: Uh, can you afford a can you afford a plane ticket to California right now?
0: Could I afford one?
1: Yeah. Do you think we could get one? I mean, I'm just saying there's some prime shopping opportunities in California.
0: Oh, yeah. If I <laughs> want to get a TV, just yeah. <laughs> make sure it's an under $950, and I'll roll out the door. And, we'll just,
1: hey, look, here's the deal. We'll just do it once a day. So we'll just max out our, our like our $999 every day. We'll do it, like, for three or four days, and we'll just come back here.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the reasons it's fueling these snatch and grabs because the uh, past Prop 47, I think, in 2014 – where they downgraded um, a felony or incre- I mean, downgrade the felony. It used to be anything over $500 was a felony. Mm-hmm. Now they moved it up to anything over $950 is a felony.
1: So let's go into California just for a little bit before we take off. Now the restrictions have come down in California where – Okay, not only do they have the first Omicron variant showed up, but you have to show your
0: vaccine passport to eat. Well, they're even enforcing that. They're having, I don't know if it's law enforcement in L.A. County, they're going, they're enforcing that mandate that yeah. you must show that vaccine card to go to a restaurant, gym, or anywhere. What if you wear a mask? Is that, uh... They're still wanting to see the vaccine mask. So
1: how's somebody going to get food if they're not going to be let in?
0: That's so, something that California is going to have to deal and with.
1: And, hey, California, this is what you got. You want a new something? Here he is, buddy.
0: And it just gets worse.
1: All right, John, why don't you go ahead and then let them know how they can get a hold of us and uh, interact.
0: Well, first of all, you can get a hold of us by, at, on TikTok. And we're going to try, once we get the bugs worked out, we're definitely going to send an announcement out to let you know when we do this. Yeah. So we can. T- we would love to hear your questions and we can have a question and answer period. So keep um, listening on TikTok. There is Ubaldi Reports podcast. You can go to the profile and click that on and you can see all the podcasts we've done. You can go to Ubaldi Reports on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you go to Ubaldi Reports groups, you can check us out there or you can leave an email. And I do check it now. You can go to Ubaldi, go to UbaldiReports at gmail.com that's reports at gmail.com. And we would like to hear if you have questions you want to ask or concerns. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. All
1: right. And then also, we are going to let you know that we are streaming live. We usually do it Wednesdays, sometimes Thursdays, about 730. And then you guys can interact. We're going to have a Zoom link where you guys can call in if you have any questions or even just want to interact with the show and we're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, and we're on TikTok. So the more engagement, the better. And we look forward to listening to you soon. So- All right,
0: keep listening to Baldy Reports, and keep listening to two veterans talking about issues that face the United States.